Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 65, A Mystery on the Beach. If you're here on the coast of Maine this summer, I don't have to tell you, it's been hot lately. Hot enough to get me to swim in the ocean. This week I spent the afternoon at my favorite beach, a typical gravel flat with a nice sloping upper beach, facing west towards Penobscot Bay. The high tide was late in the afternoon, and as the water moved up the beach over the rocks that had been warming in the sun all day, it picked up some of that heat, though, to be honest, not very much of it. But enough. There was a warm sea breeze, and I even found someone's abandoned driftwood shelter, so I had a little shade. After a dip to cool off and some time watching the green crabs investigating my feet as I stood in the water, I noticed something unusual as I came out. Washed right up at the water's edge was a gelatinous blob, a little bigger than my hand. At first I thought, as we all would, jellyfish. It isn't unusual to see one washed up on that beach. But then I looked closer. The color wasn't right, and the blob was way too textured to be a jellyfish. The jelly of the mass was organized into finger-like clumps, all originating at a central base, which had bits of algae attached to it, like this clump of jelly fingers had once been stuck to some seaweed or a rock. Each finger was studded with little dots, and all at once I realized that what I was seeing was squid eggs, something I knew had been found at this beach before, but I'd never gotten to see myself. These eggs were from the long, thin squid, Dorytuthis pilii. They tend to live further south in here, but are regularly seen in the Gulf of Maine in the summer. Some also call them inshore squid, as that's where they are normally seen, but that's actually more of a function of us than them these squid tend to move offshore in winter, living in deeper water, feeding on shrimp and other crustaceans in the water column, and then come inshore in the summer when the water warms, feeding on fish and laying eggs. When fully grown, they reach a foot to a foot and a half in size and are active, agile swimmers. Longfin squid are solidly in the middle of the food web. They are voracious predators on shrimp and small fish like herring, and are in turn preyed upon by virtually everything bigger like striped bass and bluefish, seals, and other marine mammals. Like most of the cephalopods, which include octopus, nautilus, and cuttlefish, they have specialized skin cells called chromatophores that allow them to change color in the blink of an eye for both camouflage and communication. Squid also share the ability to squirt ink as a defensive tactic. The ink forms a, quote, pseudomorph, A blob of water, about the same size and shape as the squid itself, to confuse a likely predator, who hopefully attacks the pseudomorph while the actual squid swims away. The eggs I found were likely laid below the low tide line in shallow water, where the eggs could benefit from potentially lower predation pressure and warmer water. The masses are laid communally on brown algae or rocks. Several females will contribute to the mop-like mass of jellyfingers. Each finger contains 150 to 200 eggs, so these mops can produce thousands of tiny baby squid. And the eggs can take as little as two weeks to hatch if the water's warm enough. Squid typically come in two mating types or biological sexes. The ones that make sperm, what we usually call males, are a bit bigger than the ones that make eggs, what we usually call females. The males bundle their sperm into packets called spermatophores and insert the sperm into the female's body cavity using one of their arms, which has been modified specifically for this purpose. In some species of squid, the spermatophore almost has agency and can swim and embed itself in the female's body, sort of like a giant super sperm. 
In longfin squid, the spermatophores are cemented into the female's body right near where the eggs will come out, and the sperm fertilize the eggs as they're being laid. Longfin squid have a pretty short life cycle and die after they spawn. The eggs I'd found have broken free of wherever they'd been laid and were washed up on the water's edge. I don't know if they were still viable, but I picked them up and tossed them out into deeper water just in case. I have high hopes for thousands of baby squid in the coming weeks. This has been episode 65 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. Check out photos of the squid eggs on our Instagram. Search at The Essential Rhythm. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week. 